0: It is 25 minutes after 3 o'clock in conversation next with Isaac Homo, African Affairs commentator. So after 12 years since the country gained its independence, South Sudan will finally go to the polls next year. The vote would be the country's first and the culmination of the peace agreement signed nearly five years ago. For more analysis on the country's political dynamics, we are joined by Isaac Homo. Isaac, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. What do you make of this decision from President Salva Kiir as well as the government of Sudan?
1: Uh, good or morning, Chris. Good, good afternoon to you and good afternoon to the listeners. Well, I mean to say that this what this thing about having elections next year is just a culmination of the peace deal and the peace process that's been been implemented ever since the ceasefires were signed and agreed to. Uh, hmm. One of the issues was this that the constitution had to be changed, uh, the demarcations to the provinces, and lastly, they are going to have elections. This is just to usher in. Uh, the phase of uh, democratic rule
0: into South Sudan. Mm-hmm. But what does the political terrain look like, considering that peace agreement and how difficult it was to get to that particular point as well, and perhaps some of the other gremlins that are still there and concerns that have been raised by um, certain people within South Sudan as well? And I, I'm not too sure as yet whether um, President Kiir would be standing for re-election.
1: Well, it said that he'll be part and parcel of the election, so it means that he'll be standing. And I don't think that he's going to step down right away. Mm. I mean, as far as the elections are concerned, his standing depends upon his party. Once his party, the SPLA, the South uh, Sudan People's Liberation Movement, declares him as a candidate, nobody can stop that. Um, uh, as far well as other gremlins and other people are complaining, well, the complaints will always be there. But the most important thing is this that the state, the government, or the coalition government, it has actually implemented all uh, factors which were put forward by the reconcilers to actually get the process going and to usher in uh, periods or a uh, phase of democratic rule. Uh, those are the complaints, they are by minor players, some uh, regional players, some ethnic groups. They could be solved as time goes on, but to solve those, I think the best place to do that is in a democratic yeah. uh, arena, which is the parliament yeah, with the representation other than few people talking over very important national issues
0: yeah do, do you think that um, South Sudan is insulated from the instability in um, in Sudan, or is there a possibility at all? Um, that there could be a ripple effect which could then um, bleed into um, South Sudan and create further instability.
1: You see, uh, the stability of South Sudan and the stability of Sudan and the stability of Ethiopia—it mm. it is a very, very important issue which people have not actually come to identify. Yeah? But I'll try to, 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 to just place it in few words. What we are really seeing here, we are seeing a new geopolitical area. And when I mean a geopolitical area, it's huge. Uh, that area, is, it uh, encompasses the North, North Africa, yeah. that is Egypt, e- uh, Libya, and others. And then it has also got um, the Nile Valley or the Nile Basin, yeah, which is Sudan, which is Sudan, uh, South Sudan, and also going into Uganda. Mm. But from there, it also encompasses uh, the Horn of Africa. And it also includes the Red Sea area. And it includes the, one of the biggest players, the Persian Gulf area. Now, in this whole setup, there are contestations for control and for influence. The new players in this whole area, when I mean new players, I mean say the old players were the Americans, I mean the Western world. But the new players, it is the Gulf countries, mainly uh, Saudi Arabia and the UAE. Included in that is Iran and Turkey. Now, that is where you find that the politics of this area is actually mm-hmm. affected by external players. And, and, is,
0: and that, think, is, is that block underpinned by economic interest or is it no, just no, by political interest. interest?
1: It's economic interest, it is uh, geopolitical interest, and it's geo-military interest. Yeah. Egypt has got its own interest in the whole Nile Valley and also in the Horn of Africa, yeah. Uh, economic interest, of influence. Uh, that is, you can say that um, Turkey has got those influences. It wants to come to be a big player. Yeah, since they were refused membership of the EU, they think that they can actually form their own Islamic uh, economic zone. You know, involving African countries and the Middle Eastern countries. Mm. Saudi Arabia has got its own interest. UAE has got its own interests. In fact, the UAE wants to control the whole Indian Ocean coast, uh, the Western Indian Ocean coast, by owning the ports. They've um, they've signed agreements with um, Sudan, with Port Sudan. They've got agreements with uh, Somaliland. They've got another agreement coming on with Tanzania. They want to control these ports. That is in looking at the Chinese, Belt and Road so there are many many people who are really got their eyes on that part of the african coast
0: thank you so much for your time as a african affairs commentator it's a minute after half past three.